Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of I Need Help, Please Help Me Now. I'm your host, Alan Richardson, and if you're not familiar with the show, let me let you let me let me let you in on a secret. <laughs> let me let you in on a little secret as to what this show is. Uh, this is generally a show on my Patreon feed. If you go to patreon.com slash give me attention, you can get all the back episodes. It's been posting daily, uh, and this is going to come up about every week on the free feed where it will be me and some friends of mine. Uh, going over questions from you, the listeners, sent in anonymously and answered even more anonymously on the air. Uh, if you ever want to suggest a question or give us a question that you need advice for, feel free to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at HelpMeNowPod. You can also email us at HelpMeNowPod at gmail.com, or you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 978-769-2051. Uh, so this is our first episode with guests, and let me introduce to you, uh, if you're going to start strong, you can't start stronger than starting with these two strong boys. Uh, they are both wonderful comedians. They are both on the Dead and Mellow label. Uh, they have both released albums through Dead and Mellow, and here they are with you today. We have Mr. Gary Peterson. Hello, Gary. Hello, Alan. Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you here, Gary. And we also have Mr. Rob Crean. Hello, Rob Crean. Your pleasure is mine. <laughs> the pleasure is all on this side of the computer, gentlemen. I promise you that. Uh, now, are you ready to jump right in? We'll give some people some advice. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you... I'm really good at giving advice. Just I don't know if I'm going to do it better than Rob, but I've, I've had a lot of practice. Okay. What, what, what do you guys think makes you qualified to give advice? I guess we, let's start with that. Yeah. Uh, we're, um, I, I think one of the major qualities that we share is we're both very judgmental. I think mm -hmm. that that's very helpful yeah. in giving advice. It is. Yeah. You need to be able to make judgments to give advice. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes me a good leader is that I'm able to recognize weaknesses in other people and not faults of my own. Right. And, you know, they, Go ahead, Rob. Oh, you know, and they, they say that, that the only way you learn is through failure. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find anyone who's failed more than me and Gary. Right. And I'm and, sorry, Gary and I, I see, I just failed again. Yep. And that's okay. We'll forgive you. I'll give you some advice for next time. Just uh, think before you speak, don't make an ass of yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so you're both clearly qualified. You're both also teachers. Right. You do you do teach you do teach an art, which is uh, an abstract and hard thing to teach. Right. Um, You're talking, of course, about our sculpting class online. Mm -hmm. Yes. Rob, which do you is, want to speak to that? Um, uh, you know, I think very it, it's uh, we really focus on uh, sculptures that can be used as bongs. I think that's like the main thing is if you can like sculptures are cool to look at, I guess, but they should have some functionality. And I think the best function is uh, to be a bomb. Right. And, and I'm not as addicted as Rob is to drugs. So I, I, I like my sculptures personally to uh, be birdhouses. He likes them to be dildos that, or birdhouses that whatever. I mean, dil, dildo birdhouse, whatever the point is. He's yeah. gonna 50, put 50. Well, yeah, the he's winter gonna... dildo, a summer birdhouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you fill it with seed and then you leave it out to feed. 
The that's, birdhouse or Gary's butt? That's what they. Yeah. Fill it with seed, leave it out to feed. That is the motto of my state school. <laughs> I mean, that is what you do with the birdhouse, is it not? You fill it with your seed and then you leave it out for feed. Mm-hmm. Stop saying it. It's so upsetting. <laughs> What, because I'm giving your business free advertisement on this fucking. (laughs) So, all right. Now we're all filled with our seed. Uh, Let's feed some advice out to these people. Sure. Uh, Okay. Now. And and, and you were, of course, talking about our our, uh, comedy and writing classes that uh, we swindle people into. No, I was talking about coming. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. We, we no, teach and, that and too. Very few people have been swindled into our classes since the pandemic, I will say. Uh, we <laughs> taught successfully for about 10 years each, and lately, uh, not so successfully. Well, it yeah. is. I mean, yeah, I guess a lot of people aren't. There's not really that leap to take right now, right? Mm-hmm. Of, uh, I guess now is the time, although now is the time to try stand up comedy. Because. In a, in, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's never been more convenient. You know, you right. don't have to leave your house anymore. Yeah, and you're connected with people from all over the world. And uh, we, not to plug ourselves, uh, but uh, we are very good at teaching plug people basics. Plug yourself Plug yourself with seed. <laughs> and feed it. I love to, to plug student. myself. Uh, so, all right, anyways. <laughs> We're so let's get to some advice questions here. Sure. All right. Uh, now these will just go out to the group, and uh, we can all just you know when you have some advice to give, just shout it out. Okay. If presented with the so this is a advice question number one from our listener. If presented with the opportunity to to perform surgery on an infant, should I accept? Does your advice change if the mother of the infant feels ambivalent to the success of the outcome? Uh, is the answer the surgeon is a woman? Is that the answer to the, is this a riddle? Or, I mean, oh, is, that, did, is that your advice that a surgeon should be a woman? I think that's a good, yeah, I think it's good advice. I prefer woke advice. Uh, doctors to be women in general. I've, I, I've had much better experience with female doctors. Male doctors are just way more likely to, to go, you know, when you tell them what problems you're having. <laughs> they like cut you open. They're like, look at this guy's spine. It's fucking yeah. small. I don't like this shit. <laughs> and uh, I'm so conscious about my tiny spine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually two human spines on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is the trench coat and with one, which two human spines. Uh, all right. So, what do you? What would you guys do? If, would you perform surgery on an infant? Uh, and I, uh, we'll start with there. Would you ever perform surgery on an infant? I absolutely. assume this is in uh, in an emergency situation. Yeah, that's that's what I assume. And, and to break into the medical field first with experience, you're going to have a leg up in any sort of you know follow up to that, whether you go into it or not. People are going to know. Hey, have you ever done any surgery before you get into Harvard Medical School? And I'll be like, yeah, actually, I was at Water Country down in Buzzards Bay. And guess what? I performed uh, infant surgery. Um, that's on that's almost Water a, Whiz. Water is whiz. it Water Whiz? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been <laughs> way too long. <laughs> um, 
but I think the 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 important thing is uh, projecting confidence because you know if somebody's coming to you or me or Rob or especially Rob asking for surgery, they are desperate and they need guidance. And whether it's a faith healing situation in that surgery, if it's frontier medicine, um, I, I think that you know you have to you have to just do it uh, and learn by doing. Okay, I'll say this: I, uh, I personally, I you know, I wouldn't necessarily feel confident performing surgery on an adult, but you know, I got these these big old man hands. Uh, infants so small, I think maybe a child. Big man hands. Yeah, I get these huge man hands. Jesus I think Christ. that yeah, they're huge. Yeah, man, sorry, I, put them down. Huge man hands. Oh. Uh, you know, I what I you, think that maybe you a wedding ring. Are you? It's a no, it's not a wedding. It's a it's a it's a clattering. My mother gave it to me. Oh, okay. I forgot you were a thirteen year old girl. Go ahead. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, yeah, a child would be more qualified to perform surgery on an infant because they had small hands. Perfect for okay. infant surgery. So you you so you wouldn't. If there's a child around, no. Okay. I'd say let the child do it. Now what? All right. So let's say there's a child around, but the mother is ambivalent to what happens. Does that change your answer? Would you just go for it because you're like, well, I'll never be able to perform surgery on a baby again. I might as well try it here. Oh no, I don't want the opportunity. I don't care about the opportunity. I'm not. Oh, like, it's, it's not like something you're looking forward to. No. Oh, okay. No, I mean, either. Yeah, I just. That's I, not what know, I was I, going. I, I want the baby to to make it through. But but also I'm not super invested. I mean, babies die all the time. What are you gonna do? Yeah, babies this die all is, the time. They don't have anything they're into yet. Yeah. This is a, a very big difference between Rob and I. Is that you know I I believe that um, you know when faced with a desperate situation of a parent who is uncaring that is not gonna care whether their their child lives or dies under your your uh, I'm, I'm assuming pen knife. Uh, Rob takes the approach of like, you know, whatever. And I see a customer service opportunity where, you know, the reluctant pilgrim, as we categorize the mother, somebody that's come along to the journey, but doesn't necessarily want to be there um, is like, yeah, fix my kid or whatever. And then I can go home. I'm going <laughs> to fix that kid. And she's going to see the work that I done and whether she appreciates it or not. I know, you know, I've put in the effort that, that that child deserves. And Rob's all about, you know, not using effort. I'm just, uh, you know, Gary's all about ego. Uh, I'm comfortable, comfortable enough in myself to sometimes say, I'm not the man for the job. You know, Gary will, will try and force himself to be the man for any job, no matter mm. how qualified, unqualified he is. Interesting. These are some interesting takes. I uh, I gotta I gotta say I, I side with Gary on this one. Uh, I'm sorry, Rob. I think uh, well, here's what I think. Uh, I think that this this listener came from this question came from a listener who uh, had listened to another podcast of mine where I actually have already discussed this. Uh, <laughs> so, because <laughs> uh, here's my thought of it: is uh, say you're on an airplane. And someone says, is there a doctor in the house? Someone needs to perform surgery on this baby. And there's no doctor. I would then say, 
yeah, I'm a doctor. I'll perform surgery on this baby and then uh, pretend to inspect the baby and say, listen, this baby's in real danger. This only has a 5% chance of living no matter what I do. So even if the baby dies, it, that, it's because it, it already only has a 5% chance of life. And then if I, you know, which will most likely happen if I kill the baby trying to perform surgery on it, then no one's mad at me. But in fact, they're still all proud of me because they're thinking like this brave man, like the psychological toll this man just put on himself trying to save this baby that he knew was was so close to helpless. But he said, no, damn it. I'm not going to let him go down without a fight because they don't yeah. know that I just essentially murdered a baby. Right. It's, it's like trivia night. You know, people don't go there to be the smartest person. They go there to try. And that's yep. what it's about. Yeah. I would also try CPR first, I should say. Uh, definitely. No, I, I thought you already gave up on this kid. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out the best Someone the best comes with a Rob and says, someone needs to perform surgery on this baby. Rob turns and goes, any little kids around? And any yeah, tweens they got around? Wouldn't your big hands crush the baby's chest if, if you perform CPR? It's a really good point. You'd what would like you have to use your baby? Your beady eyes or maybe your uh, bulbous what? nose. What? How do you use your eyes to perform CPR? Is my nose, is my nose bulbous? I don't know. Rub Turn is, to the side. Rub has two glass eyes. A lot of people don't know no, that. No, it's a pretty, it's a pretty small nose. It's a good nose. Small. It's a little bit pointy. It's a, it's a nice nose. I'll be honest with nice. you. It's a pretty good yeah. nose. I think it's more pointy than bulbous. I think you're supposed to do a special CPR on a baby. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think you're supposed to like... Yeah. I know something about choking it. Yes, uh, you do it one-handed. I actually do know the answer because <laughs> I, I had you... to take wilderness first aid. You have to um, you lay flat on its back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to make sure the airway is clear and the the, the neck is stable. Um, and you have to put your ear to its mouth to see if there's any sort of breath. Um, followed by uh, one hand pumps to uh, the song "Staying Alive," um, which is insensitive as as a reminder. But <laughs> uh, do you think they did that on purpose? Oh yeah. Or do you think some like really just like lame ass doctor in the '90s was like, "Oh my god, I had this song stuck in my head all day, then I saved this baby." It's the two songs are staying alive and another one bites the dust. It's perfect rhythm for mm. the human heart. <laughs> and they're both, as I, I've, I've said this in my act, uh, the best and worst case scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We, so we've gotten this baby advice down. Mm-hmm. Let's, um, let's Rock get one. So big. A more, uh, so manly. We'll keep. We'll go on bit by bit through life here. Do you do you have a justice bracelet on your other hand? You got a justice, justice? bracelet. Room? What's a justice bracelet? No, it's from a closed down store from the early nineties. <laughs> okay, so here's another listener question for you guys. Is that from Claire's, Rob? Cool. Yeah, it's from Claire's. Hmm. This listener asks, "I just hit a parked car. What the fuck do I do?" Wait, now you have a bracelet on. I look away yeah. to read a question. I come back here. Is this a Wonder Woman bracelet? Yeah, it's kind of like a Wonder Woman. It's a bangle. Can it's you? A, it's one of the bangles bracelets? 
It's a it's a it's a style of bracelet known, known as a bangle. Is that what the bangles are named after? Uh, I mean, B- Bangladesh is a is a is a country, and uh, you know, so there's and a lot of where things. the bangles are from. No, the bangles are named after maybe I I always kind of assumed they were named after the Bengal tiger, which is a tiger that's from that region. From Bangladesh. Bangladesh, yeah. And so oh, they're not named after the football team. I think the, the football, football team is also named after the, named after the tiger. Oh, okay. But the, but the band is not a tribute to the football team. That's a tribute to the tiger. The the team is a tribute to the band, which is a tribute to bracelets, which is a tribute to the tigers, which is a tribute to Bangladesh, mm-hmm. which was a How tribute f- band of Sublime, I think originally. Yeah. How how fast was the car hit? Do we get to know that? Yeah. That's is there damage? Yeah. They said, uh, it depends. A parked car. What the fuck do I do? Okay. Uh, if there's no damage, then it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, that's a, that's why they call them bumpers. Bumpers. Uh, if you've really messed it up, uh, the right thing to do is to leave a note. And uh, you know, if it's if it's really messed up, uh, you need to call the police and fill out an accident report. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know. This isn't a very funny answer, but I think you should take responsibility if you damage the car. If it's got like a little scratch, it's probably fine. But if it's a if it's substantial damage, take responsibility for your actions. I, I first of all, you look around, you make sure there are no witnesses. <laughs> then you get the hell out of there you go as fast as you can you don't no stop signs no red lights take a lot of side streets get out of sight ditch your car get rid of it it's now part of the problem you want to solve a problem get rid of witnesses and evidence so you got to find maybe a lake or fjord a wildfire if you're in california like i am push the car towards it what's going to happen is whether uh you left a mark or not doesn't matter. You don't know. You're gone. Um, you'll never think about that day after your car's been burned up. Their insurance, which they legally have to have, if they don't, shame on them, uh, New Hampshire. Um, their insurance will cover that hit. His points won't go up, or her points, or their points won't go up. Your points won't go up. The only person or thing hurt is a business and businesses don't have feelings so that's what he's been paying for so it's just you know it's better off if you just you know and then when you ditch your car uh you get a new one from your insurance um because you reported stolen it's easy okay so let's sum this up rob your advice is be an adult and uh, uh, turn yourself in like a narc i know i should say uh, uh gary's really swayed me his argument was really good. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say Gary's argument was essentially the mm-hmm. lyrics to uh, a song. From the Bengals? No, I wish. Oh, God, I wish. Uh, no stop signs, speed limit. Nobody's going to slow me down. Like I a wheel, going to spin it. Nobody's going to mess me around. Hey, Satan, paying my dues. I guess playing in a rocking band doesn't count, but burning my car to the ground. Hey, mama, look at me. I'm on my way to the promised land. Woo. I'm on the highway to hell. That's incredible. 
there, that's really there good. is only hell. There is no heaven. But I think that's <laughs> amazing that I subconsciously connected the entire lyrics of a song that I haven't listened yeah. to in 10 years. I'm fairly certain your words were, there are no stop signs or speed limits. Yeah. Man, so that maybe goes. that should be a little bit of foreboding for your, your answer that you are you have literally chosen the highway to hell. Okay. I don't care. Okay. Shake me Dude. all night long. Look, that's that's afterlife Gary's problem. That's afterlife. <laughs> I'm, I'm life Gary. You're dragging Rob down with you. <laughs> Rob was going to heaven with all the other narcs until you yeah. queued in, send the boy to hell. I'd His like hands to your can't cult. fit through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> These huge hands. <laughs> Big, strong hands. <laughs> Rob, your hands are, uh, they're definitely too big for heaven, but far too large for hell. <laughs> this guy he's, he's got big hands you know he's got big hands he went to touch himself and he grabbed his knees i knew a guy once he had big hands real big hands you know what they say we got big hands the big hands you can't get through heaven <laughs> they, don't, they don't let you in big hands i'm not saying his hands are big but uh, this guy got acquitted for double murder because his gloves wouldn't fit <laughs> <laughs> his hands were big yeah i mean that person was waiting to see what to do about this baby that was in really serious danger hopefully was, we got it in time it was hit by that other guy <laughs> yeah it took off and the insurance covered it so you're welcome <laughs> do you have baby uh, coffin coverage i do <laughs> all right so this this listener asks uh, i'm meeting my partner's parents for the first time any advice is this a romantic partner or a business partner? Well, that's, that's an interesting question. Just in case, let's answer both. Let's start mm-hmm. with business partner. Business partner, Rob, what do you think? It, very different. I mean, if it's a romantic partner, you want to be, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you, you want to, uh, you know, play it low key, be sort of, you know, reverent, deferential. And if you're meeting uh, your business partner's parents, you want to dominate them. You want to show you want to dominate your top yeah. handshake. I do. Yeah. yeah. Do that handshake where you pull them towards you so that they, they, they're pulling their pull off balance. You just want to, you want to, you want them to, to know. You want to show them your big fucking hands and be yeah. like, guess where these, these huge are hands, these hands, you want to, you want to, you want them to know that their, that their child is in business yeah. with an alpha. Yeah. yeah. Now, where is it? It's a romantic danger. So they yeah. better stay on your good side. Yeah. Now, if it's a romantic partner, you, the, the, the qualities that you want to be amplifying in yourself are, number one, that you're, a, that you're a, a kind person, and number two, that you're sexy. So you got to dress mm-hmm. sexy because mm-hmm. you want your partner's parents mm-hmm. to know that you know, you're, you're a smoke show. You're giving it to them. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, do you have any tips on how to make yourself look more like a smoke show? I know, obviously, looking at you, Rob, it looks effortless, but I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure there has to be something behind it. Yeah, I mean, you got to highlight your best qualities. You know, for me, you know, I wear a ring, I wear a bangle to highlight these uh, huge masculine hands. Yeah. 
<laughs> the bangle helps the light reflect on the giant hands. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, that's, that's my best quality, but I mean, whatever is it your a bangle because it makes you look more like an Egyptian. Um, I think or because it looks like the bottom of a torch holding an eternal flame. Another JFK reference. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I guess I, I could look it up. You don't have I think to. Okay. I think it's the style of jewelry is, uh, comes from Bangladesh, I believe. Or from the Bengali people who are uh, this is probably the Bengals an ethnic thing. group. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably the Bengals was an ethnic group. group. I thought it was all white women. <laughs> yeah, well, that yes, that is all white women. But the and, Bengali people are an ethnic group who are uh, a lot of them are live in Bangladesh, but also there's a there's a lot of Bengalis in India. Well. Would it be, uh, few, few of them are football players. Would it be inappropriate to start a charity run for Bangladesh hospitals called the Bangladesh where people run to Bengals music? No, that's not that that would be totally appropriate and uh, fun. I think I think it just screams marketing promotion. I, I think it's a great idea and I, I I would I would start that today. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Gary, what, what's your thought on meeting your partner's parents here? You want to look bad. Uh, you want to set the bar really low. I think one of the biggest mistakes that I've had in the past is that I get nervous. I wonder if they're going to look at me and be like, what a piece of shit. Where do you come from? Your family's fucking poor. Mm-hmm. You're bald. You're a fucking white cis wrong with America proud boy looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And what I what I have I've, I've bought that fear in the past, and uh, and it's crippled me. And I show up and I'm nervous and I don't I'm not relaxed. So mm-hmm. I'm just show up tracksuit. There's nothing more comfortable. Maybe velour, uh, something something very very easygoing. I'm probably not going to shower that day. Uh, cause normally I'm very like hygienic and then it's, it's like, they're like, this is the person that my, my, uh, I date, um, usually, uh, really sexy woman. So daughter, uh, this is the person my daughter likes. And then when I show up next time and I've got, you know, my flies up, uh, <laughs> my glasses aren't like this. Ugh, gross. I'm not talking, not talking about the the movie Pelican Brief constantly, you know, only way but up. Same thing with the comedy show. You don't want to start out and be like, you guys really have the funnest time of your life. And then you start talking about the store and they're like, what the fuck? So the first time you meet them, you don't talk about the Pelican Brief. That way you You only do. Oh, so that way they, they are like, when you leave, they're like, Oh, at least there's one good thing about them. Yeah. You, you, he did like the Pelican Brief. He, and he hasn't seen it. He's just heard about it. And okay. Like, and the parents are like, well, let's hope he comes back so we can show him the Pelican brief. Exactly. And, you know, I think I just get incrementally better. Uh, my first course is usually, you know, something like I'm an, I'm an edamame beginning. And then I move towards the main dish. Main dish is coming out at Christmas, you know. It's. I think it's really great that you've sort of changed your philosophy because, and I mean, there are, there, they are, hilarious stories but you have so many stories of going to meet your partner's parents for the first time and then midway through the dinner the dog steals your toupee and you know you just you're, that's embarrassing they, yeah and the turns they you know the the uh uh the the ink that you've used to color in your ankle so it looks like you have socks is starting to run mm-hmm. it's um you know the pants that 
that I spray painted on are starting to sweat profusely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're starting to see your gigantic penis. My belly shirt is poking through my halter top. There's a lot that yeah, you know. And, well, hold on. Let's let's take a pause here because let's explain the belly shirt thing. Because uh, <laughs> what Gary means here is that he has to wear a shirt at all times underneath his clothes that make it look like he has a normal belly. That's right. Uh, Gary has uh, no skin on his belly, correct? Yes. It was from a uh, face down skateboard accident in mm-hmm. my late 20s where uh, the face front down, half, you had your ass up. At face down, ass up. Yeah, that's uh, how he skates. And <laughs> I, I had my arms out and the, you know, I hit a curb and just scraped my whole yeah. belly off. So I wear yeah. one of those shirts that, you know, like those shirts that have like a bikini lady and that has like the back where you can see like her butt and the mm-hmm. bra, uh, the bikini top. It's the same thing, but it's a belly and it has uh, splotches of hair, um, replicated nipples, um, a birthmark, and of course my uh, my NKOTB tattoo. And I, I mean, obviously that, that was a really traumatic thing that happened to Gary, but you know, Gary is the type of person that makes the best out of any situation. And he's made a pretty good living uh, going to medical schools uh, where, you know, it's, it's really useful for the students to be able to see uh, someone's organs without skin, you know, working right. their way through, clicking around. It looks, it, it looks like Gary is essentially like in a, like in a condom or something. It's like a thin, like, Kind of like plastic film almost over the stomach, mm-hmm. so you can it's see in, in pretty easy, so, like almost like a condom or like a sausage. Yeah, and yeah. there, you know, through osmosis, I'm able to absorb nutrients that I rub against my upper abdomen. I mean, where where would be my upper abdomen? I should say. Really, you can you can ingest nutrients in the length it takes you to watch the film Osmosis Jones. Yes. Okay, that's a pretty short film. Yeah, but, but they they really cram in a lot in a short yeah. amount of time. It's a lot they of storytelling do. because it's yes. it's not only the story uh, of Osmosis Jones, but there's also just you know the external story of uh, of a, a zookeeper and his uh, his child who are trying to figure out how to be a family. Yeah, and and not 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 you know let's not just say they cram in a lot of story because they also cram in you know quite a bit of jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna pick a, another random one going. Can I take this first? I feel like I've, I feel like Rob has to, uh, you know, he can't follow me, so right. Um, sure. <laughs> this one's uh, for Gary first. Could Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that even he couldn't eat it? That is, uh, you know very possible because he is he is the son of god he is the lamb um and i mean he i mean he can turn water into wine if he can bring the dead back to life i don't i don't know the limit to what he can't do and uh you know if we're if we're talking in real time like if he's doing it which is about 33 which is uh, my current age this is my christ year um I think, I yeah, think so he would. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very important. <laughs> uh, I think it's, 
it's something that he would do to prove he would use it as a as a point like he's like you know i'm i am the son of god i am the lamb i know just about everything that's gonna happen i'm gonna show you guys look i can't eat this i'm i'm just one of the regular folks like he's tired of being on the mountain and perfect like he's just got to get people to you know who's gonna listen to a speaker that doesn't have any flaws you know that's why i listen to pitbull yeah i mean look yeah i mean he had 12 uh he had 12 apostles but he had uh many more disciples um but yeah i mean kind of the, the point of jesus is that he is a you know god you know made himself uh human in the form of his son and so he is ultimately you know though he though he does have divinity he is also human so yes absolutely he could be burned by a burrito uh that he made and he you know he probably wouldn't want to be burned by a burrito but if he needed to to save humanity he absolutely would and even even uh, you know he, he is human though so he may at that moment where he knows that it is his destiny to be burned by that burrito he may ask his father to spare him that burrito but he he would follow through and allow himself to be burned because that is what he needs to do oh that was real fucking deep father forgive him they do not what they do <laughs> father oh. <laughs> that back throat Imagine I'm gonna blow out the fire that I just put my head <laughs> Imagine look- if that's how they killed Jesus Is by like You gotta eat 17 <laughs> microwaved burritos And they're fucked up dude The ends are hard as hell You're gonna break your teeth on the ends And then burn your guts on the middle Jesus That would, that would be like just let's let's sit in this idea for two seconds yeah i'm just i'm imagining jesus as jim gaffigan yes Uh, (laughs) lord if this cup may not may pass before my lips please allow it to there's there's i don't think i like that i don't think i like this hot burrito Um, imagine before the end of this night one of you will betray me i wonder if it's gonna be judas i think it's gonna be judas <laughs> do you really think that <laughs> i i think of all the people that believe in a christian god and jesus is the savior and now think about those same people meeting him and he delivers the truth unto them to know him and then they have to they have to look at him <laughs> eat a burrito oh, like sorry, after sorry, burrito sorry. and they're like lord no and he's like i have to <laughs> and 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 you're just in heaven like eh, that I, instead That's of the all cruci- heaven is like a fucked up like sex club when we're instead of like <laughs> Women in leather dancing in cages. It's just Jesus eating hot burritos. Do you guys want to go to that new club on the corner of heaven and cloud? Well, the one where Christ is always eating burritos. I, you know, I've never been to a sex club, but 
that is not at all what I imagined them to be like. <laughs> you wouldn't know, and you'll never will. He wouldn't <laughs> let you true. in. The bouncer would be like, "Look at those large fucked up hands. You're gonna come. You're gonna kill a girl with those hands. Get out of here." These hands. These hands. <laughs> They actually modeled Thanos's glove after Rob's, uh, just a couple of his fingers. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a couple of the fingers? And the head after Rob's ball sack. <laughs> <laughs> Purply beaten. Yeah. Scarred. Yep. Why is That's your ball accurate. sack so scarred? Because I, I live life to the fullest. He keeps that clattering on all the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Well, do you turn it around before you jerk off? <laughs> do you jerk off God. with rings on? Sure. Uh, Why not? I don't know. I'm never gonna shake your hand again. Well, then it's like what the ring is the issue. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, your cum stain ring. The cum is stain the issue. ring. That was that original uh, title of that Nirvana song. <laughs> Heart-shaped box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you meant come um, as you are. No, man. I, look, I, I have been masturbating for a long time. I'm very good. I don't get any on my how hands. I'll go straight minutes? into my mouth. Uh, oh, like how? Oh, 45 <laughs> minutes, man. How long? If, if, if only that were my record. Uh. I've been masturbating I just for to live, uh, in that, live in that silence for a minute. Yeah. How long have you been sad masturbating, Rob? Uh, let's see. That's that's where you use use your tears as lubricant, and you listen to your own album right under your favorite belt loop. I guess I, I, I would be. I, yeah, no, I don't listen to my own album while I masturbate. I listen to Simpsons episodes with a commentary track on. <laughs> God so, bless. all right, you guys, let's wrap this up. Um, let's <laughs> let's end this episode the same way we end every episode. Uh, let's. Let's go around the table. We'll start with Gary since he has such a hard on for going first, I guess. Uh, My time. Yellow belt <laughs> confidence. Look at that. This isn't plug time yet. Well, those, those arms look fucking massive. Oh, we got okay. big hands. We got big okay. arms. Look okay, how boys and girls. I got even up close. My fingers look tiny. They look <laughs> long and sickly. You should start jerking off all the time. That's what Rob does. <laughs> That's what makes him so long and skinny. They're, That's why his I'm, hands aren't big; they're swollen. Did you ever notice that I'm really fat, <laughs> except for my forearm and fingers? Is that true? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, we'll go around the horn here. We'll start with Gary, since you know he's important, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Let's each give just one one little bit of advice about anything. If you can, you can give our listeners one bit of advice, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give this one because it's honestly been a thought um, in my head lately. Um, if in you move, head. 
in the head of Gary. 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 I don't know. That's two different songs. I don't think it is. <laughs> With his tank and his halter top and his tracksuit. Belly and shirt. His belly shirt. Gary. 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 Eh, eh. And their bunks, and their bunks, and their bunks. Um, we're stupid, and it's the best. If you move to a uh, development city for whatever field of creative arts you uh, uh, feel so inclined to, for example, like I did from uh, Massachusetts uh, to uh, Los Angeles, California, uh, please do yourself a favor and uh don't move there uh with the hopes of just figuring it out really honestly plan things out save money get a job or have some sort of gig thing find a place to live don't go and wing it and hope you're your life works out the way it always has in some way because people like your sister support your dream and let you sleep on a floor or a couch or a bed um, or even a lovely apartment that she uh, helped furnish and, and took me in. So my, my biggest advice is fucking plan when you're going at something. And if it doesn't work out, like it clearly isn't for me uh, for a number <laughs> of reasons, pivot and move to the next thing it's okay that things didn't go the way you expected you should just be able to adapt or die moneyball oh that's it that's it okay <laughs> is that bad advice what is no it? it's fine advice no, no. <laughs> I, that's advice. <laughs> that's advice I sincerely wish I had five years ago. Before I quit my job, I moved to Boston. I lied on a bunch of credit card applications and mm -hmm. got a bunch of credit cards. And debt. And then debt. Didn't think I needed a job because I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. Yep. Because that pays. Especially yeah. in New England. Yeah. How much I, I did the same thing with credit cards. How how bad was yours? Mine got up to thousand dollars. Amateur. That was one card for me. Uh it had a limit that I hadn't paid it in months. The thousand dollars in credit card debt. Wow. Thank you and, for telling me that. And I was able to bounce back by working uh, sixty hours a week at a <laughs> that broke my and People like Rob Green supported me and uh, gave me encouragement and financial restitution for, uh, again, just fucking plan your life out, idiots. I'm talking to myself. Rob, what about you, bud? Uh, now you've been outed as a sweetheart. My, yeah, my advice is, is to, to anyone listening is you're not as bad as you think, probably. 
you might be worse, but you're not as bad as you think. Uh, some people don't realize how bad they are, and those people need to figure that out. But most people, I, I think, think they're worse than they are. Most people don't realize how sexy they are, mm-hmm. and, and it's tough because, you know, regardless of how sexy you are, there's a good chance you are the sexiest you'll ever be. So enjoy that. And also know that most people aren't really paying attention to you. They're paying attention to themselves. And so don't waste too much time worrying about what other people think about you uh, unless they let you know how they, what they think about you. Then worry about it. But don't waste a lot of time guessing what other people are thinking because there's just a really good chance that the answer is almost nothing. With or without cream, with or without cream, I can't can't live with with or without cream. All right. Uh, so we've done the uh, two of the three biggest Irish bands. Now let's bring it home with some Thin Lizzy. I'll do some Thin Lizzy here. Well, now we're going to get sued because we don't have the rights to that song, Gary. Just complicated. <laughs> yeah, no? perfect. You know, you know Lizzie? I know Thin and Lizzie. What? Met them with Hall and Oates. What's your advice, Alan? Do you give any my, advice? Or just, that's it. Yeah, my, I'll give some advice here. Please, I need some. Uh, my advice is that nothing you will ever do will ever truly matter. And in that is the freedom to do anything you want to do. When you're feeling real down, lay down on the grass and look up at the sky and look at the vastness of the universe. No matter how much you can even do on this planet, this planet is a blip in the expandingness of space. There is nothing you can do that can truly hold the weight of the world on your shoulders. So don't fret it. Just go fucking do whatever is going to help you go to sleep tonight. Yeah. You can do anything you want to do, which is a Thin Lizzy song. And now join me in this song. Old sad Gary, bam lamb, old sad Gary, bam lamb. He's got a belly shirt, bam lamb, sad Gary's got a belly shirt. Well, you guys, this has been a real hoot. Um, before we go completely off the rails, let's 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 do some plugs. We got uh Gary, you got an album out, Yellow Belt Confidence. Yes, available on deadandmellow.com. A Yellow Belt Confidence, my debut comedy album. Maria Bamford uh gave it a thumbs up and a half. Uh, if that doesn't tell you something, then I had no use for you. I also have a fantastic podcast with Christopher Walsh on iTunes, Death by Comedy, where we interview comedians like Rob Crane and Alan Richardson and uh, very funny folks, Joe List from Tuesdays of Stories. 
uh, check Medians that like out. like us and very funny people. Exactly. So check it out. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, I have uh, uh, two and a half albums also on Dead Metal Records. Uh, Maria Bamford said that she thinks it's cool that when anyone does a comedy album, <laughs> she appreciates that when people put in that effort. Let's get her on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, did not have anything specific to say about my album, but uh, I, I take that. She said the important thing to do is to call what you're doing stand-up comedy. And I think that that really applies to my records. Uh, and <laughs> I, uh, I, I do a, a show with Gary Peterson called Co-Host a Co-Host uh, that is very silly. And we record these things. Uh, I thought we, we were canceled, no? What, what wait the internet canceled us <laughs> i think there was some oh. controversy oh yes um. we did get canceled that's right yeah this <laughs> the next episode which will come out uh which we'll be doing tomorrow so before this comes out as a podcast uh we'll we'll address the fact that we did get canceled that'll be episode 16 look for it on i'm so sorry you guys got canceled, slash Anderson comedy yeah i definitely understand why we had, a, yeah. we had an okay run it was good while yeah. it lasted you know boys yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, it was good it. while it lasted. Listen, everybody, uh, everybody, listen to Gary's podcast, Death by Comedy. Uh, tune in to all of Rob Crean and Anderson comedy shenanigans. Listen to Rob Crean, sadly, uh, sadly, Sackard. And I, I keep wanting to say because we found uh, someone else on Spotify. I don't know if you know this, Gary whose name was Sally Sappington. <laughs> there is someone on Spotify <laughs> whose name is Sally Sappington. So there's Sally Sackerton and Sally Sappington. I, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> uh, there is also a Gary Peterson on Spotify who is on in one opera. Yeah. Uh, but we got Yellow Belt Confidence by Yellow, Blo- Yellow Belt, Yellow Belt Confidence by Gary Peterson. We got Sadly Sackerton and Local Personality by Rob Crean. You could buy it in a bundle with uh, I'm gonna fuck this up, baby, 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 stories. I always want to say baby Wawa. <laughs> Baby that's because, Wawa and his cry cry story. That's Rob's catchphrase. You know, when when something goes wrong in a sitcom and you know, like a vase falls off a uh, a mantle and then the camera pants to Rob and he goes, "Baby Wawa." <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day and God bless. Oh, and I have an album, but Maria Bamford <laughs> doesn't know about it. <laughs> This has been brought to you by Dead and Mellow. Follow us on all your social media platforms and shop around at deadandmellow.com to see all of our stand-up, music, and podcast releases. Thank you, and God bless America. All right, see you later. Are we actually leaving or just ending?